All right, we're back with another episode of Whiskey Throttle Radio presented by the Moto Hub. The Moto Hub is the only app dedicated to dirt bike enthusiasts, and they got some great big news going on over there. GNCC Fantasy just dropped. Check it out at xcfantasy.themotohub.com. Just five dollars to play. Uh, got it together a little late this year, but uh, you know we, we made it through, and we're gonna hope to you know keep improving on it in years to come. So hopefully that's be a lot of fun for uh, everyone to go over and play again. It's xcfantasy.themotohub.com. I'm your host Kurt Lucas, and uh, we have a great guest on for this episode. It's GNCC XC2 rider Hunter Newerth. Uh, we have him on to talk about the upcoming season, his goals, his expectations, how he got into riding, and you know what he does when he's not racing dirt bikes. We also talk a little bit about the upcoming season as far as uh, who's going to you know mix it up there in the top XC1 class. So we kind of do a little GNCC preview as well. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Whiskey Throttle Radio. And be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. All right, let's get into it. Studio, first time ever, we're back. Whiskey Throttle Radio is XC2 GNCC rider Hunter Newerth. What's hey, going on, man? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Dude, how does it feel to be the first ever in studio guest for Whiskey Throttle Radio? It's a privilege and an honor, and just, um, it's just, it's mind boggling. I've come so far. This crazy studio. It's, dude, it's this high studio, tech. it is. You have, you literally have a hot tub in your studio. I know. It's unreal. Hey, and we, you have champagne, you have a water slide going into the hot tub, and a mini ramp in the back. Dude, I don't even know how long I can do this podcast because I want to go skate. Don't forget about the chicks. Oh, yeah. Well, ladies, <laughs> how you doing? Live from St. Petersburg. Bow, bow, bow. All right, dude. So coming up this weekend, first round, GNCC. How are we feeling? Feeling pretty good, actually. Um, I've done quite a bit of riding and testing over at the uh, the Moto Four Play compound, getting the two fifty F dialed in, um, and uh, yeah, just I'm kind of hoping it's a motor this weekend because everybody hates the mud. So if you like it and you learn to have fun in it, you end up doing pretty good. So first round, uh, big buck in South Carolina. How do you like that property? Uh, how have you done there in the past? Pretty good. I had um, let's see, I finished eleventh last year, and then. Uh, uh, I really like the property. I think it's cool because it typically ruts up like in the woods pretty good if there's a little bit of moisture. Um, but I've also been there when it's super dry and it's like squared up, choppy, and pretty slick, the uh, the blue groove and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's always a good time, though. The woods are always fun yeah. there. I've never actually – dude, technical <laughs> difficulties here. I've never raced um, the GNCC there, but 
I've done LBJ enduro. Um, we had some hair when I lived up similar. There. Yeah, yeah. when I lived there, we did a couple of hair scrambles on the same general area. Um, so I, it was always dry, but like you said, it was super slick, super dusty. And I hear though, if it does have some moisture, it's like slot car racing, just one big rut the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. The ruts are uh, the ruts are something that like I've kind of learned to be pretty good and i worked with uh manager matusek up in georgia for a while and he taught me some tricks to ride the ruts mm-hmm. good and uh yeah it's super fun when you get like a nice long run and you just uh, drag that front brake a little bit and it just kind of locks you in and you can just mm-hmm. rail so last year uh 16th overall you didn't do all the rounds um what are your expectations coming in for the season uh this season so so i talked to my dad and i think we're going to do the first four um, and try and put it inside the top 10 consistently and uh, uh, just have fun and make like a real push. Uh, so this year's been a little bit different as far as uh, uh, preparation and things like that. We've had um, pretty much our best year yet, except for in 2017 when I was with the uh, the Kara 14. That was mm-hmm. a really good year um, as far as uh, uh, preparation goes and things like that. But this year we're pretty much on the same level as far as having the bike ready and uh, being uh, physically ready. I've had a couple injuries I've been dealing with. I got um, I got KO'd at that last FTR I did, um, so I've just been healing up from that. Um, but I feel good, and I did uh, uh, the Sumter uh, National Enduro last weekend, and uh, came out with a six in Pro Two, which I'm happy with. Uh, started super rough, um, but I was able to pull a couple fourths in the uh, the last couple tests. So. Uh, yeah, feeling good, just having fun, and just kind of, you know, keeping that Chicken Joe flow going, you know? What uh, what are, like, some things you, like, specifically wanted to work on for this offseason? Uh, so, this offseason, I focused on a lot more seat time versus, like, time in the gym, because, like, because I've done, like, a lot of base work and things like that to get, like, uh, uh, my body, excuse me, um, to, to get my body ready for the season, uh, so like physically, like I've always been really strong. It's mostly just been lack of uh, uh, ride time. So like instead of riding, I would go and pedal. But truth be told, it's like if you're a dirt bike rider, you should ride every chance you get. Because I mean that's kind of like mm-hmm. that's your job, like that's your goal. Like cycling should come second. So yeah. So this year's been focused on more seat time. I still go to the gym and cycle, but it's more. It's a little more spread out. Yeah. Like I'm not like doing both in the same day. Mm-hmm. It's it's very. I get, uh, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, been training with Ben Nelko. Uh, yeah. Obviously the My dude. Dog. Can, <laughs> obviously the dude can ride. He's gotten top twenty at you know yeah. motocross nationals before. What's that like? Super fun. Um, first thing about Ben that I love is his just like his uh, work ethic is just like super motivating mm-hmm. to me because it's nice to have someone that like stays at the house that's like all right it's time to go yeah. ride we're doing Kinda a couple 30s you, you today know, keeps your yeah we're doing an hour and, and uh it's fun we have a good time i think uh we definitely push each other a little bit um and uh yeah tell me that guy doesn't look like kurt cobain dude, he, I, he should be a pro surfer just talking <laughs> at the gp the other weekend dude i think yeah. he picked the wrong sport oh for real <laughs> uh you brought up chicken joe seen him on your bike what's up with that Chicken Joe, man, that's my fictional spirit animal is what he is. i seen that movie. I watch that movie just about every day. Mm-hmm. As long as it's on Netflix, I'm Wait, watching it. it's on Netflix? It was last I checked, okay. yeah. Surf, surf's up week. is what we're talking about. Surf's up. Oh. Dude, 
Uh, most underrated movie of all time. Maybe. Oh, so good. It's such a vibe. I mean, it's it's a cartoon, and Chicken Joe's a fictional character, but like his energy is more like like very. Um, he's like focused on the sport, like. Uh, more than just like the competition mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. he just like loved to surf. Like the so, lifestyle, more, yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Just like it's like a we live the moto yeah. lifestyle. He's just a he's a chicken Joe from yeah. Sheboygan that Dude. likes to surf. Sheboygan. <laughs> uh, let's take it back. I know you live in Florida now. I know you're not from here. Where are you from? Uh, how'd you get into dirt bike riding that sort of thing? So I was born in Michigan. Sheboygan. <laughs> Sheboygan. Now uh, Clarkson, Michigan, actually, and then uh, when I was uh, real young, probably three, we moved uh, over to uh, Wisconsin, and that's where I started to ride. Uh, so my grandpa got my dad into riding, and then I was just kind of born into it. I got on my first bike uh, right before I turned four. It was a uh, it was a JR50, and uh, funny story actually. First time I got on it, just got on, and you know, mm-hmm. typically first time riding people get the whiskey throttle and when they panic we twist it more we don't let mm-hmm. off so i sent her right into a deck and um it took a couple minutes to kind of recover because i was little and mm-hmm. i was like scared but uh i ended up being able to ride around the whole driveway by the end and the rest is history that, that was my first bike too gr50 yeah fucking shredded on that rippers thing. dude i don't have it here but next hair scramble on the back of our trailer says Pepsi or Daniel 1999 PB46 champion. So. No big deal. Dude, not, not not trying to sound like a big deal or nothing. Subtle flex. Shredded that old JR. Dude. <laughs> um, so I guess, how old were you like when you, you said you were, you know, riding around the yard and stuff like that, but when did you like first start going to tracks and start, I um, guess, racing? Pretty much like from the get-go, it's kind of funny. So when I was like, so between four and eight, I did like a couple of hair scrambles and stuff mm-hmm. like over at uh, uh, Fox Valley and uh, District 16 and all that stuff up there. Um, and then when I was nine, I think it was nine or ten, I pretended like I retired. Like, like I was washed up. I was done and just rode for fun. And then Kind of uh, like how you are now? <laughs> yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just getting started. Um, but uh, And then when I was 11 or 12, I started racing again like pretty seriously and then i won the the the, uh the c class in in wisconsin and then um yeah just kind of kept going and uh working my way up to to the b class and then we moved to connecticut so so at this point um how old was i moved to connecticut uh like 16 or so so like i was racing like uh b250 and i moved to still still offered yeah yeah all off-road. I never raced moto. Um, actually, take that back. When I was real little, my dad um, only had me ride on the tracks because I wasn't ready for the woods. But mm-hmm. but as far as like primary racing, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. been... There's no been hopes and dreams for Loretta's or nothing growing up. Uh, maybe plus 25. Yeah. Well, now, but I'm <laughs> yeah. saying like when you were a kid. Um, no, and then... Uh, so we moved to Connecticut, and that was where I really learned to ride. Uh, so Connecticut, as you know, New England Rippas, J-Day off-road... Uh, Netra, like I ran all those series, and and like as you guys know, like there's there's some heat coming out of New England, mm-hmm. so so that kind of taught me a lot of my style and um, how to ride rocks and kind of like hard enduro stuff, um, and then yeah, just uh, rode with those boys, worked my way up to the pro class when I was eighteen, seventeen or eighteen is when I first started racing double A, and then um, 
yeah, just been just been grinding. Mm-hmm. I've had a um, a lot of things go wrong, but but like everybody, kind of deals with adversity in uh, one way or another, and yeah. you just keep going. And how old are you now? Twenty three. Okay, dude, you're old. <laughs> nah, dude, I, I like, got time. I feel like the prime for like a woods guy is not till like later. Yeah, but oh, like yeah. close to thirty, if not mm-hmm. over thirty. You know, like well, so. So my dad actually told me this from from day one because I was like sixteen and like when you're around like you know Josh Toth, Josh, God he's like my best friend and I can't even say his last name, Josh Toth and Ben Kelly, um, they uh, so like they're like kind of prodigies almost mm-hmm. like, like they were always like a step yeah. up and I'm like man, I don't know if I have it but then he he kind of told me he's like Hunter because he was a pro ski racer and like he didn't hit his prime till he was like twenty five yeah. So, like, he's, like, you're a late bloomer. That's just the way it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, everybody comes out at different times. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Osborne, he's... Yeah, dude, he's... Was he 30? He's a, he's, a, he's over... He's a 31 or 32. I don't know. I think he's, I like, 32. Know. Okay. And then Thad's 30, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Dude, there's... Look at Brayton, dude. He's dude. led laps <laughs> on Saturday night, and he's, what, 36, 37? Legend. So. Um, but yeah, what, uh, what was your first GNCC or when, when did you do your first GNCC? First GNCC. Ooh, that's a good one. I think it was, I want to say Unadilla. Um, Unadilla back in, no. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I raced the, uh, the one in Indiana, the Ironman. Okay. When I was on a super mini, I did like a lap. I was Mm -hmm. a, I was a one lap hero, crashed. And then that was my first time. Uh, racing uh, GNCC, but my first like big bike one, I think it was Dilla of like 2012. I got you. And dude, nine years ago. Dude, time flies when you're having fun. It doesn't seem like 2012 was nine years ago. Like when you look at like a calendar or whatever. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. So, it makes me feel old. Yeah. Well, age is just a number. My exactly. Friend. Exactly. Um. So 2017 XC3. Bam. First year pro. First year racing XC3, yeah. Did you, did you do XC2 before? Or? I did one round the previous season because I was staying in Texas at the time. So so I did some XC2 races, but like it wasn't – it was nothing spectacular mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so, yeah, so Frank Keegan with uh, KR4, he, he was able to help me out. I'm like it wasn't like a factory ride or anything, but it was like more – like support and opportunity mm-hmm. um, to kind of learn and be able to train. Uh, so I lived like at the Baylor's. Yeah. Um, so that was super rad. But uh, the Parsons at the time were they care for? Or no. No. Okay, maybe they, they were, were before. on Cowie. Okay, I know Ben. No, maybe it was Luke that did it one year. I think that's how they met Thad. Yeah, because yeah, Thad yeah, yeah. was on care for. Yeah, he was. That was the year Thad was on care for. Was the year that I was like talking to Frank a little bit. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then um, had a really good uh, first part of seventeen. Actually, second part of seventeen was good too. Um, again, I can't thank them enough for that year. Like it was, that was like my best year, and it was. It's kind of funny because it's only pretty much because of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like I have potential to go fast and do well, but like it's super nice when you have someone kind yeah. of backing you, going like, "Hey, like we're all right in here. Let's mm-hmm. go there." That's, That's why. That's why with Ben staying at my house, it's sick because, like, he knows, yeah. like, where he's riding and what he's doing. And, I mean, I do as well, but, like, we try and team up. Um, so it's nice to have 
somebody who's well, like a dude, teammate. Look again. at look at like Baker's factory, man. There's yeah. no doubt like Marv, Zach, and Webb all are killing it because they're every day they're like race. It's like having a race every single day, you know, because you have oh, a guy yeah. who there's similar speed and obviously yeah. we're all competitive, mm-hmm. so it's going to keep pushing you. Yeah. So um, yeah, seventeen was a super fun year, and then uh, going into. Well, you won a race, 17. Yeah. You, just wanted, you want to John, pass by that. JP. <laughs> JP, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a John Penn. No big deal. Never been. Heard slick. <laughs> yeah. It is actually, that year, it was pretty dry, and there was still, like, like the woods were muddy. I hear but, it's either muddy or dusty. There's yeah, no in-between. Yeah. Well, sometimes, like, when it's super dry, the woods are actually pretty bitching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I won that one. Um, that was really cool. That was kind of a good thing for me because so like Jason Thomas had actually like he was ahead of me, uh, but he had a bike problem. So like I was able to kind of take over and just just uh, ride at home. But you know to finish first, you must first finish. Yeah. So hey, you um, gotta be there in the end. Yeah, for sure. And um, and I still think that there's a lot of that that like I can do. Um, and that's why I think this year is gonna be good. Um, just because of the the kind of uh, uh, preparation I've had and 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 kind of like all the testing mm-hmm. I've been able to do, uh, like literally recently, like as of like two weeks ago, yeah. I've never tested so much in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited about that, and just like being like one with your bike, like because that's when you're going to ride your best is when you yeah. connect. Like, like cause I've struggled with arm pump my whole life, and I still get it pretty bad. Um, but it's slowly starting to trans- transition away as I take time to yeah. test certain things. Um, so super stoked on that, and hopefully round one, it'll feel good. Rock and roll, baby. So when you're living in Spring Hill now. Um, Spring Hill. <laughs> when did you move down to Marker Florida? Marker 48. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big huh? Marker fan. Yo, yeah. <laughs> when, did, when did you get down to Florida? Um, I moved to Florida... So actually, when I was riding for Care 4, my parents moved to Fort Lauderdale um, for my dad's job when I was living in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. uh, with them. So then the end of 17, I came down, and uh, uh, yeah, so I came down, and they were already moved in, um, and then I was working out of Fort Lauderdale, and that's how I met uh, Dylan Rash and them down there, and um, yeah, I just started racing the FTRs from from 2018 and up like here and they're like I never ran the full series yeah. but like if there was one I went go do it yeah I got you makes sense so you full on sand guy now or <laughs> I do love sand sand is like the sickest uh, type of dirt to ride because mm-hmm. you just kind of flow with it like you don't really force anything I got you and it's a little softer when you eat shit yeah exactly and it just it gets like all in your pants yeah, and your yeah, helmet yeah. and stuff it's all I'm sure your van is just covered in sand that you'll oh, never yeah. be able to get out ever. anytime you ride at Croom your van looks like you've just been at the beach yep cause you have technically it's probably worse dude yeah for real um so you're on Yamahas why why, uh-huh. the, why the blue bikes why the blue bikes why not the blue bikes dude I got listen my blue bikes they're they're the best there is plain and simple I, I ran the two strokes last year, um, super sick. Like like that bike hasn't changed since I was six. Mm-hmm. But uh, working well, two fifty two stroke. Yeah 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 yeah. I'm talking about the two fifty two stroke right now. Um, so 
a way we made that better was I worked with uh, Jeremy Wilkie up at MX Tech, and he builds like you know custom shocks and forks and things like that. So um, he he's been a huge help with everything. Um, as far as like on that two stroke, we had that thing. That thing was sick. Like it had the national shock and then the lucky cartridges in the front, um, and that kind of made the YZ modern again, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two stroke, obviously the four stroke. In 2018, I ran a 250F. I was working with uh, Chad Sanner at um, 1110 Mods at the very beginning of the year, um, and he builds, like, the sickest motor ever. Like There's no doubt, like, Filthy Phil and Amart, right? Bro, like 2014, five, Durham, 2012. Durham, dude, yeah, he almost dude. won high point on that 1110 <laughs> Mods. Yeah. There's no doubt those bikes were fast. Dude, he, he builds a motor that's, like, reliable, especially in the YZ, so... I I think um, like he built the YZ so that like it was fast, mm-hmm. but it was still like pretty reliable. Like it didn't start very good, um, and that was something that I'm sure if we had tested it a little bit more, we could have probably figured it out. Um, I mean now now with the button, it's not a big deal. I, I don't know, dude. Alex Luger struggles yeah. on starts. Maybe dude, it's just him though. That wasn't he was on a Sherco. No, it was better on the Sherco. It was worse on the YZ. So I'm not meaning quick, to rag on Alex over here, but quick, quick tech tip: if you have electric start and you start your bike in gear, when you pull in the clutch to turn it off, rock the bike back and forth with the clutch pulled in, so it engages the clutch or does it disengage? I think it You're engages. The wrong person. It makes it feel like it's in neutral. That will make it turn over better. Always. Do you want to text that to Luger right now? Because <laughs> yeah. dude, that kid needs to start. No, I feel bad we're ragging on Alex. Alex Luger. Riding 258 this year. Love him. My pick, 258 champion, stamp it right now. Who, Alex? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Who's his competition? I don't It doesn't matter. I think... I JoJo think, Cunningham. I think JoJo's in that class. He, yeah. Jo, he's, JoJo's he's, fast. Yeah, he's fast. Soon. Dude, Luger's But fast. I think Alex can can at least like ride with him, and, and there'll be races where I think Alex might be faster. He's on the same suspension as on New Earth. Yeah, he is, actually. Right now, he is, yeah. Teammates almost blue bikes, you know, Moto Four Play, Moto Four Play slash MX Tech sometimes. <laughs> um, so I forgot what we we're talking about because we were just talking about Alex. Yeah. Oh, the Starks. Your bike was sick. Eleven Ted mods. Yeah, yeah. So in 2018, my 2VDF was the sickest one ever. Um, and then we actually went back back to stock for the second half of the season. I was living in Pennsylvania at the time. Um, at uh, my friend Mouse's house and his whole family was great. Like, I rode with uh, uh, T Garden and like some mm-hmm. of the coastal boys and stuff like that up there. Um, and uh, yeah, so we went. So we went back to stock for the rest of the season. It was an awesome bike, like I said. Uh, Twenty well plus quick back up a little bit. Sorry. So 2018, the beginning of the season, I broke my back. I didn't even race until second half of the season because I broke my back out at Croom trying something stupid so kids if you're close to race season and you see a transfer that you're like maybe and no one's done it yet don't do it don't do it let it go or let just go. clear it yeah oh i mean i cleared it but i just landed <laughs> on my face <laughs> and then uh yeah so that was rough i totally i almost totally totally left that out um so so second half of 2018 I was staying up in Illinois a little bit too with uh, Jeremy at MX Tech. 
Um, and we did a lot of testing up there. I got my best, my first best finish at the last round. I got a tenth in XC2 at uh, Iron, Iron Man, Man of 2018. Got we, pulled up. You got pulled up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, going into 19, um, everything was looking good. I was on the YZ2VDF, had my tech stuff. Um, everything was good, but I was having heart problems. Um, so I was having like heart palpitations where my, my heart rate would essentially kind of mm-hmm. double up. Um, it's not and good. at first, like I thought like it was a heart rate monitor. Like I tried like three yeah. different monitors and I was like, man, freaking things broke. Jump. Something return wrong. it. Cause I felt like somewhat okay, yeah. but I just noticed like I was like kind of lightheaded and mm-hmm. like my, uh, the motor skills like started to slow down a little. Yeah. So, so first half of 2019, I lined up for Florida. I did like a lap and I got that heart rate spike. So I was like, all right, I gotta go to the doctor figure out what this is turn out i had um something called svt uh supraventricular tachycardia um it's basically like where like my um electrical pathway it was getting stuck in a loop Mm -hmm. so so they went in and they fixed it they did an ablation and they basically just kind of rerouted the electric the electricity um so now my heart is good all good good to go and then uh and then yeah, the end of 2019 had a couple decent rides, um, and uh, yeah, then 2020 was obviously coronavirus. Coronavirus. Oh, what's Shit your, is real. <laughs> what's your favorite jeans you see? Honestly, Florida. Dude, don't you're a liar. No, it's true. You're because, a liar. Just trying to sound like a badass. No, right? you're a, you already know what it's gonna be the whole time. It's true. And it's just. Sand loops and palm meadows and the occasional mud hole. One year, oh man, was that 2015 when they ran us through that that quad trail right next to the pits? Yes, and it was like, yep. I remember it was that. Deep assholes. I'm good. They could have ran your. I made it in Racer X that year because of that. There's a couple of hilly billies pulling my 125 out while I was pushing it. Fast guy. It's because you're a fast guy. It's because I had green plates, so yeah. I thought I was XC2 at the time, but I was racing AD. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's no secret. Uh, GTC XC2 isn't the highest paying gig out there. <laughs> what what do you do for money to get you like going? Um, so I started up a coaching business uh, this year. So I've been coaching on and off for for two years now. I got um, certified through uh, NASM, uh, the National Academy of Sports Med, and then uh, USMCA, which is the uh, Motorcycle Coaching Association for the United States. Um, and uh, yeah, this year it's kind of taken off a lot because I started doing the FTRs and um, and obviously being a top level rider there when they know that like I'm a coach mm-hmm. too, um, that helps me basically raise funds for me to go racing because I like to help people like like uh, so like my mom's a teacher and I've I've always been like really good with kids um, so I figured like like you know man if I'm a coach I can work with kids and not have it feel like work because I'm yeah. around dirt bikes. Yeah, yeah. So like so the motorcycle coaching thing is actually inspired by uh Mr. Andrew Matusek because I worked with him and I was like, man, that's so sick how he kind of breaks down the style mm-hmm. and and like helps people get better. Um so then I was like, you know, down here in Florida, like not a lot of people were doing it and I have a little bit of a name so so I use that plus my skills to coach because a lot of people who are great racers aren't the best at, at yeah like uh, communicating exactly what to do for me like i was blessed with the gift of gab mm-hmm. so 
So, like, I can kind of talk to people and, like, I film them and break down, like, what they're doing yeah. wrong. And obviously, it's been a hit at FTR. Like, mm -hmm. everybody I've worked with has gotten significantly better. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what like, I maybe, do. To, maybe we to should fun. work together because I've been sucking lately. <laughs> well, that's because you drink too much. <laughs> nah. I don't know what you're talking about. Waters Kidding. only. Waters only. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, what I do to, to help fund. Uh, me going racing and just keep on chasing this dream you know i mean we can only be a motorcycle racer for so many mm -hmm. years before you have to find something else so i figured uh why not start something on the side um that's in the industry yeah. that that like i obviously have a passion for um and then uh yeah man just been coaching them what's that what was the hardest part about coaching at the beginning like before you got like your kind of no, no, or just like once you got certified and all that, what was the hardest part about like going in with a rider and teaching them how to ride? I'm sure you had to like, you know, do certain things different in, until you got like a certain regimen down, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, um, so actually pretty much like the way I started was, was like, I would just like ride with them and follow them and then just kind of tell them like what I think mm -hmm. that they could change. Uh, but then after... I know a couple of times I started to, to like develop these uh, drills for people to do like things that I've done in the past or like things that I've seen, seen like yeah. other people do because, you know, riding a dirt bike is like, I mean, you're supposed to use your brakes before your turn, right? <laughs> so, Wait, so, for real? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to help you like set up early so you can like you dive just, into the turn. I thought you just drag your feet until it stops. Yeah. Yeah, that works good too. Or just don't, just don't let off. Okay. And then like. Well, that's how you end up with a broken back. On yeah, transfer, true, dude, true. Yeah. But um, yeah. So so when I first started, I've honestly never had a problem with coaching because I've been pretty good at like, uh, and kind of breaking things down. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I've never had a problem. I've always been pretty good at at. Uh, like I said, just kind of pointing things out and knowing what they need to change. And then, and then once they get the fundamentals down, then you can get into the fun stuff to like some of the sprints or like yeah. uh, chase the rabbits. Always a fun game. If you have a short track, you have people start on opposite sides and they just, they just like race until they catch each other. And then like one person has to pass okay. the other, yeah, yeah. like things like that. It's really fun. Like on an oval. How would, <laughs> how would people like get a hold of you if they wanted it? They live in Florida and they wanted to get trained by the hundred newer. Yeah, if you want, if you want to get trained by the seven four seven, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I also I'm at ninety five percent of the FTR races, but uh, uh, shoot me a message on on Facebook or Instagram. Like I said, uh, my Facebook is just my name Hunter Newworth, and my Instagram is H Newworth seven four seven. And, uh, yeah, I would love to help you out. Awesome, man. Well, you want to talk a little GNCC preview? Let's talk GNCC. All right. So we'll, we'll talk some XC1. Like I said, season starts this weekend. Kay big story, Caleb Russell's done, retired. He's just moving on to better things. Sigh of relief for every single other person XC1. <sighs> I got four guys listed here that I think are contending, can be contenders for the championship. You tell me if I'm right or wrong, all right? Ready. All right. In no particular order either. Okay. Okay. Thad Duvall. Yeah. Stu Baylor. Ben Kelly and Josh Strang. Those are your four guys. Those are my four. Those are your four homies. I, that's I, what I think. 
I think it's good, but I I don't think you can count out Ricky Russell. So I was, he was almost on my top five. Really? Almost, almost made the top five. I just, I guess I didn't. He's been out, out. He hasn't raced in forever, you know. Yeah, I know, but it's just like riding a bike. New, he's been training. New bike, new gas gas. Entirely new bike. It's not a red KTM. It don't matter what you're on, dude. As much as those guys test, you can ride anything. I think the Coastal team's a good team too. You know, yeah. like oh yeah, they're they're well funded. All right, so out of those five, who do you think it's going to be and why? Ben Kelly, because he's my dog and he's the most consistent. And I, I've always seen like he's always been just like somebody that like you watch ride and you can pretty much. 99% of the time, he's going to finish a race. I don't know if he's ever not finished a race. I'm ever. sure. He, yeah, he got hurt last year. Oh, he did get hurt last yeah. year. I'm sorry. I'm, I hit my head a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that kid's, like, super consistent, and he's always on, and he's got that style, like, super controlled, and he's not, like – like, he probably rides out of control, but his, his, his ability to, to kind of overcome, like, any kind of – uh, um, offset that the bike yeah. has is is super consistent. Like I don't think, um, I don't think he'll he'll have a problem being a top three guy, if not the top yeah. guy. Because I mean, he's on factory KTM, and I'm sure that they've been grooming him for a mm-hmm. while. So I think it could be his year. Josh, Josh is also going to be fast. Um, I don't know. I know he raced with a broken hand at the at at the National Enduro. Did you see that picture? I didn't. No. Yeah, dude, he had a cast on, and he's still freaking ripped, dude. He got like eleven. Really? Jeez. Yeah. He was good last year too. I mean, I, I think he was the second best guy all year. Yeah. He's uh, sick. And what was New it? England, baby. Those are my oh, boys. You're t- oh, you're saying Josh? I thought you said Strand. They meant Strand. Not Toth. Toth's good too, but the broken hand scares me because I just talked to Luger before we got on. He was telling oh, me about yeah. it. Wow. So, so I don't know if he'll be able to, at least at the beginning, to he, mix it up with them. He, He's a tough dog. He'll be all right. Josh, He'll be in the fight. Josh Strang. Strang's second always, best guy last year. Strang, Strang's the man. He's like the he's one of the fastest guys to like like him on a moto track. He's yeah. sick. 2010 Redbud top 20. Yeah, I was there. Animal. I remember him in Suzuki days. I guess yeah. that was probably 10 what, or 11. He was unreal. What happened with that? Like I heard a rumor that they just like totally ghosted him. Suzuki, mm-hmm. yeah, that was well. That was Suzuki was like left the sport entirely. It wasn't a Josh Strang thing. It was a yeah. They were out of GNCCs entirely. That was back when like Nathan Woods was riding for them, right? Or was that before that? He was a West Coast that. guy. That was after that. Okay. Did Nathan Woods? He's the one who passed away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was around that time. Yeah. I think. Um, ten. Did yeah, ten and eleven, I, I believe. Something but yeah, and then yeah, Strang went out and raced out west on KTM. Yeah, came yeah, back. Yeah. But he had a couple of bad injuries. Yeah, I my pick is Duval. Thad. He's always been the guy, to, only guy that mixed up a Caleb. Daddy, Thad. you know. I just Rick, I'm nervous. Ricky did last year before they collided. I'm I'm talking like the past, like not kind of last year, but the past couple of years. Dude, oh, it's yeah. just been Caleb and Thad. You know, Stu yeah. Baylor in the mix every now and then, but yeah. So big Stu's on a tear, dude. Full off season on the Yamaha, he's gonna Bro, be tough. He's to ripping. Do you see his Instagram? Yeah, dude is you flying. See, we got a chunk out of his was his back taken out of the enduro. Yeah, listen. So this is coming from someone who's been, I've been impaled by, by many a things. Handlebar, <laughs> by a handlebar, and so granted it was in a little bit of a different spot than his was, but 
I know for a fact that that shit hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, and he still won, which is just gnarly. Yeah. I mean, do I think it was smart for him to finish, like in case he had internal bleeding or something? Probably not, because if you pass out in the woods, they ain't gonna find you out there for a while. But they got a trophy. He he got got a trophy and a paycheck. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I hey, Stu's just an animal. We dirt bike riders aren't the smartest. No, Stewart is like that. Dude, he is an absolute beast. Yeah. I like how he eats ice cream on the podium. Yeah. He's my kind of guy. Drinks. He probably likes Bud Light. I, I think he drinks anything. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest heartbreak's got to be Trevor, right? Bollinger? Yeah, I don't know much about what's going on with him. He hasn't even started riding yet. Okay. He's, I heard he's going to try to race Florida. Yeah. But I guess it's his knee again. It was his knee again, right? ACL right, in, right after the last race, I believe, last year. Could be wrong, but... That's got to be, what, two years, three years in a row that he's going to have to miss? Yeah. Because of that same injury? Yeah, it's tough, dude, because, like, some of those injuries, like, they just linger. Yeah. And then you tweak it a little mm-hmm. bit again, and then you're back in square one. But that kid's tough, man. I remember seeing him on the Honda. I was like, this fool is coming in at, yeah. like, three hours. Number three. And, three hours and ten minutes, and he is ripping, like, like he's his first lap. Is it? I guess it was two seasons ago. Yeah, cause I was living in North Carolina. He was right there with uh, Thad and Caleb at yeah. most of the races. Trevor's like he he could be faster in all of them, but he just has to have luck yeah. and, and be able to. Well, and when together. you miss so much time, because you know. Yeah. What about uh, you know, a couple other guys who I was thinking who might be good or they're going to be good, obviously, but who are kind of intriguing is Grant Baylor on the gas gas. Oh my gosh! Off the I Sherco. feel like such a dick, dude. Grant is my freaking hero. I love that kid. Why? Why is he your hero? Because he's younger than me, and that fool's been racing XC1 for like, <laughs> I I don't know. For, I think people forget how young yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like, what, 21? He's 23, I think. Is he? uh, yeah, he's 23. But yeah, he's been... Because he was born a month. He was racing XC2 like eight years ago, I feel like. Dude, I think he was like 15 or 16. Unreal. I always thought he was like kind of the same age as Stu, maybe like a year younger. You I know? don't know. I think Stu's a couple years older. Yeah, Stu's like 27. I don't know. I think he is. I always thought Grant was right. I should know. Him. I lived with him. I yeah. I typically know birthdays, but well, you're a bad friend. So, <laughs> um, and then Ashburn talking about the Husky is off the Cowie. Yeah. With the big old number three, Magna one. Magna one. Magna. So, here's another one, and then uh, Lane Michael was really good last year towards the end. He couldn't quite put it together, but he showed a lot of speed. Yeah, he's always been really fast, so he just needs a little bit of luck. Yeah. We don't. Uh, we don't have to talk about XC two because it should be hundred yard. <laughs> yeah, realistically, um, dude, my goals to start is just like if I can consistently work my way from like I'm saying eighth mm-hmm. is like a good finish for me. That's, that'd best be my best finish ever. Best ever for tenth. Yeah. So tenth and like twentieth overall or something like that. And that we got to beat Ben. Nelco. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> he's riffing, man. He is definitely going fast. I think um, he will be one to watch, and he'll be heavy competition for sure. So you said you're doing, you say first four or first five, for sure? A first five, for sure, because it's all South Carolina and Florida. What? And Georgia, I think. Yeah. What do we got to do in order to keep going? What? Finish well. If you're doing good, but yeah, but what is well? work my way consistently up no, we need, I need to have we need a number no, we okay. need, the listeners want a number realistically if I honestly if 
I DNF a race, but I lead two laps, that's how this industry works, is if you show your speed, yeah. they're like, okay, we give this kid a little bit of opportunity, some like consistent support, he might be able to do something. That's like it seems to me like they don't really look for someone who's like who's like between twelfth and tenth, like just mm. hasn't quite made the jump yeah. up. No, but, they want the guy who goes out for, for two kills laps. it for a yeah, lap and a yeah, half and yeah. then brains himself. They're yeah. like, Oh, we'll fix exactly. that. But and that's just like that's how how the industry just works. Hold her, hold her wide. And that's the plan. I don't look, it's like checkers or die for me as far as like um you know, this season goes just because, like, I'm 23. Like, I know I have time, but it's mm-hmm. very expensive to run the GNCCs. Yeah. And that's why I started looking at, like, different ways to to work within the industry and still be able to race. Because, like, racing with the pressure of, like, I have to do this to make money, like, that's – like, if I don't finish this race, like, I don't have a house, mm-hmm. that kind of pressure is not healthy. Yeah. So you need to you, have – You can move into the podcast studio if you need to, though. What? Oh yeah. Just lay down the fourth. Yeah, I'd be making beats in here. Well, with all the chicks, all the chicks and the hot tub. Who wouldn't want to live in here? Hunter, come here. Hold on, one second. Jeez. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Well, should we pick you in Motorhub XC Fantasy this year? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I I believe in myself. I got a good program going, and I got good support from the Whiskey Throttle Radio Show. Yeah. Full sponsorship. Yeah, full ride. I give you twenty bucks for your whole shot. Any race. On my four-stroke? Yeah. Against, I think Vendetti's going to be racing the two-stroke. You got him. He's going to hold shot. There's about every You got. You just said you had the trick dialed in to get get the electric start. Yeah, it'll start, but, like, we're talking about Alex, like, sitting there for a good two minutes. You have to rock the bike back and forth to get Mm. it to fire up a little bit easier. I would say, all right, fine, I'll try and hold shot. Yeah. I mean, I always try and hold shot. Yeah, I mean, that should be the ultimate goal. Yeah. Typically. It depends, though, because if you draw a spoon and you're, like, 21, you're, like, way on the outside. Is that how they do it? Spoons and XC2? Or uh, just for the first race? For the first race is spoons, and then after that, the top 10 are always in order. And mm-hmm. then 11th and so on and so forth is drawing of uh, poker chips. Okay. Well, you don't have to worry about that. It should be top 10 after round yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Um, before we let you go, man, who do you want to thank? Who's helping you out? Who do I want to thank? Well, first and foremost, my family for just being super kick-ass. Oh, oh Wolfie. Oh, Wolfie, <laughs> the Wolfmeister. Um, yeah, he's been super rad um, my whole life. Yeah, my family. Oh, I bumped this. Family, friends, uh, pretty much everyone I've trained with, um, everyone who keeps on uh, coming back to me for coaching, thank you because you're helping me chase a dream, and, I, and I'm helping you at the same time, so... Totally works out. Um, all the sponsors. Uh, so Waynesburg Yamaha has been a huge help. Like like Brian over there has like he's bent over backwards for me to kind of get me a bike because there wasn't even dude you could barely get a two fifty out mm-hmm. and like he found one and like traded it with the dealership and all that stuff and uh, uh, Rashad down there too for helping me get uh, get the bike ready and all that and then um, yeah. Obviously, the list of sponsors, the the coolest gear, the moose stuff. I've seen the new retro stuff come out. I'm like, need some of that. Uh, Bell, Bell Alpine Star, X-Brand Goggles, uh, SRT too. Craig's been super awesome. And um, as far as suspension goes, 
the MX Tech stuff, kick ass, love it. And then thank you, Kyle at uh, Moto Foreplay, for helping me uh, build um, a couple sets and just for testing with me and always kind of uh, being there to have a good time and help me get dialed in. And then, um, yeah, just everyone who, who's been supporting the 747. Mako. Mako, the pup. Pup, pup in studio. Well, all right, man. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. First ever in-studio guest. Ew. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get you on here again after you win uh, this weekend. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good plan. I'll have my people call your people. All right, man. Later. Peace. Well, I've seen Jesus play with flames in a lake of fire that I was standing on. Met the devil in Seattle. Spent nine months inside the lion's den. I met Booty yet another time. He showed me a glowing light within. But I swear God is there every time I stare to the eyes of my best friend. Says my son, it's all been done. Someday gonna wake up old and Go and try and have some fun Showing warmth for everyone to Meet and greet and cheat along the way There's a gateway in our minds That leads somewhere out there Far beyond this plane We're reptile aliens made alive Cut you open and pull out all your pain We're tempted Take a look inside that old and fabled book Blinded and reminded of the thing goes by some old man in the sky But that marijuana and LSE, psilocybin and DMT They all change the way I see Love's the only thing that ever saved my life So don't waste your mind on nursery rhymes Fairy tales, blood and wine, 